0: Radio pulpit six five seven am your daily companion certainly coming back to that one my family Tyrone Marinas uh, bringing us to fifteen after five that is your time we're crossing over to conversation Tatiusani Leswana joining us on the line he's a governance specialist uh, and uh, certainly media uh, commentator you have heard him you know share views very very uh, deep insights in politics and governance across uh, various subjects uh, here in South Africa my. Family, Family and on various programs, uh, he also joins us on a Sunday morning uh, for really, really amazing insights and teaching, uh, particularly aimed at uh, fathers uh, raising uh, a nation of fathers. And so, this afternoon, the conversation asks a simple question How should the church be governed? And that's where we are crossing over to uh, this afternoon. Dada, good afternoon to you, and thank you so much for giving us your time.
1: Good afternoon to you, Ayanda, and to your
0: listeners. So, Dada, we're back at this point. And, I mean, yeah, so, look, we we almost knew that we were going to be back at this point. We've had this conversation um, late last year, early this year. And in that conversation, we dwelt a lot, um, you know, around the, under- the overall understanding and definition of governance as a practice um, and as a discipline and how uh, we ought to look at governance from a biblical uh, uh, point of view, uh, uh, particularly pertaining to how we govern the church. So let me just ask a straightforward question uh, this afternoon, Dada, and, uh, you know, understand, number one, should the church be governed?
1: Yes, uh, the church should be governed. Uh, You know, when you think about the situation that happened in the formation of the church, let's call it that, there goes Jesus, I think it was in Matthew chapter 3, to be baptized by John. Mm. Now, uh, John had been called by God to prepare the way for Jesus to come in. And Jesus, in terms of the guidance of God and the laws of God, remember that when we talk about God, we're actually talking about the kingdom of God or the governments of God mm-hmm. or the government of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then this says in three Uh, verse 13 to 17, that John, John says to Jesus, Jesus, you are greater than me, clearly. Your mission as a Messiah is greater than mine. I should be baptized by you rather than the other way around. And Jesus says, John, 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 wait. uh, Maybe, John, I need to be baptized by you. Let it be so for now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Mm, 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 mm. So, which means that John and Jesus, as they were great men of God, both of them, but they had to do things in the way that God had said things must be done.
2: Mm.
1: After all, this is a kingdom, and the kingdom has got protocols. Right. So you are not going to go into certain types of offices and into certain types of duties before going through certain steps. And one of the steps that God, Jesus, offered to go through in his full humanity was that he had to be baptized. And mm. he had to be baptized by the man who was doing baptizing at the time sure. in order that That's all righteousness right. be fulfilled. Mm. So you and I. No matter which church we belong to, everything that we do must be done in such a way that let all righteousness be fulfilled. And after Jesus went into the water Mm. and he came out of that water, there was a spirit. The heavens opened and the spirit of God came down Mm. like a dove and came upon Jesus. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And the part I want to underline is the part that I am well pleased. Because God says, you cannot say you love me if you do not obey me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You cannot love me and you do not do all righteousness. And when I talk about all righteousness, I am not talking about holy, holy Mm -hmm. stuff. Everything has got, because we are in a kingdom, everything has got a protocol. Follow
0: the protocol of God. Right, right. Dada, in terms of governance, um, what areas should we focus on in order to fulfill righteous governance in the church?
1: I think, uh, uh, I I thought I should, uh, first of all, just talk as if, I am talking to any group of people or even any group of students.
0: Right, Dad.
1: Because they are aware that we use that when they are being defined, we struggle to understand what they are, but we use it this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I like to deal with issues of definition.
0: Right, okay.
1: So can we then look at what is the definition of government? Sure. What? What is it? Uh-huh. And what is also the definition of good governance? Theres governments and there's also good government. Uh-huh. So the concept of good governance, uh, I'm, I'm reading this uh, from one of the United Nations definitions
2: uh-huh.
1: is not new. It is as old as human civilization. Simply put, governance means the process of decision making, and the process by which decisions are implemented or not implemented, governance can be used in several contexts, such as corporate governance, international governance, national governance, local governance, and I add now church governance. I
2: add Mm -hmm, that myself.
1: So, first of all, it is the process of decision-making. Secondly, once the decision is made, it also says, if this decision is implemented, this is how it must be implemented. Then we will know if it is implemented according to these five steps, then it is that is good governance. Mm-hmm. Oh. There is no alternative to these five steps. So, we made the decision, this is how we made the decision. Then once the decision is made, it must be implemented according to, if you like, the correct protocol of how that decision must be implemented or not implemented. Because some decisions say this must be done, some decisions say this must not be done. Mm-hmm. So even if you you say that something must not be done, the way that they're not doing of something. Uh, is done, must also be correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll use an example that might seem perfect, but it actually amazed me when I experienced it. Mm. I was once asked to go and teach uh, senior managers of the correctional facilities, uh, the correctional services. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Our prison system is adopted, the senior commanders of that system.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: But I found something very interesting in the conventions that govern prisons and prisons. The convention says the punishment, if you like, of a prisoner is the denial of freedom. In other words, the fact that you ah. cannot go where you want. <laughs> so, but nobody must add to that punishment. So in other words, you cannot give the prisoner wrong food because he's a prisoner. So even the food is prescribed internationally, mm. the minimum vitamin the prisoner must get a day, the minimum protein and so on and so forth. So you can't say because you are a prisoner, take the food that is given to the pigs and give it to you. Mm,
2: mm, mm. Because the
1: punishment is only denial of freedom. That that person must be there. So so, so so, the punishment must also go according to governance, according to predetermined rules, predetermined protocols, predetermined procedures. Mm. So that is governance. So a decision is made according to certain guidelines, which must be the same all the time. After the decision has been made, it is implemented or not implemented the same way. Sure. So, according to certain guidelines. Then we're still just talking there mm. about governance. When there is the issue now of good government, good government has eight major characteristics. Mm -hmm. It is participatory. In other words, uh, for instance, the problems we had, we still have those problems, by the way. That a decision can be made about my work, where I, I live. And I don't even know that uh, as the budget was allocated. But the law says, I must participate in the, how the budget is allocated in my ward, mm, in my municipality. Mm, 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 mm. So the people who are going to be affected by a decision, they need to participate. So when you read church history, there are councils. Some people say there was a council of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. In other words, okay. the main conference. The Council of Nicaea, and so on, many of these councils. Uh, but there are also meetings, uh, and so on and so forth. And even when they had to replace uh, Judas' period, they were all together. Mm. And then they said, What are we going to do now that we are no longer 12, but we are 11? And they decided on a procedure that was going to be followed to fill that gap. And Matthias then became the 12th apostle to replace Judas. Mm. Is accountable, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, it's participatory, is consensus oriented. Right. In other words, this is not major, a ma- majoritarian that if we are uh, 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 12, if there is seven uh, out of 12 who uh, are uh, 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 already a majority, then that is a decision. No we discuss and we try to persuade each other until the decision that is made mm. is a decision that includes all of us. Mm. And remember, I'm not even reading the Bible now. I'm still talking about how the people of the United Nations say good governance must be. Mm. These, are, these are secular people who are saying this. Uh, it must be accountable. In other words, if you are given a task or you have agreed to do a task, then you must give report back and it must be checked that you've done it correctly. That's part of accountability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It must be transparent, mm. right? In other words, if you want to it, you, want to check or want to ask questions, we must be able to do that. It must not be secret.
2: Mm.
1: But when we're dealing with good governance, there must be no thing that I said, no, these ones uh, are kept secret. So even in church, leaders cannot keep secrets to the point that they cannot be asked a question about mm. any decision. There are no secrets in the mm. government. Mm. 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 It must be responsive. In other words, if a situation has arisen, the people who are placed in authority need to respond to that. Sure. If a, request, a complaint is being made, they need to respond. They can't just ignore it. It must be effective and be efficient. A system of good governance must make sure that things are done effectively and efficiently. When it's effective, it means results are achieved. Now, when I say results are achieved, I'm telling you, because I often get confronted with this question. <laughs> Where a person has trained, got 10%, 10 out of 100, <laughs> and the person says, but something positive must be said because I got something right. <laughs> but this is actually a good <laughs> man thing. You are ineffective, you have uh Efficient. Efficient means that you don't use more time and more resources than necessary. Right. There's no wasting. So you are effective, you achieve the results as originally intended. But in achieving those results, you don't waste resources mm. at all. It's equitable, Right? So everybody, according to their circumstances, they get what they deserve. For instance, even when you have students, you have students that deserve more attention than the other one. Some of the guys catch quickly, some catch slowly. But if you want all of them to be in a level playing field, it means as a coach or a teacher, you must give a little bit more to the ones who are a little bit weaker. You mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are now now equity. Oh. Not just equality, but equity. It must, be, it must be inclusive and follow the rule of law. In other words, we must not say, oh, hey, we don't like Botswana." So... Hmm. Uh, 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 you know, things that are going to be. Because let me tell you, I, I, I've been I'm a church member, but right now in our church, <laughs> and I can talk about a lot of churches of the Methodist church,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we are suffering racism.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're suffering all kinds of racism. Mm-hmm. So, the church is not Follows the rule of law. What does the rule of law mean? We talked about it the last time. Mm-hmm. Rules must be known up front. And then, when an event happens, the rules must apply that unknown. There must be no new rules now that come up. <laughs> and at all times, everybody must be subject to the same rules. We must be predictable. That's why I was saying to some people you know, when a guy goes to rob a bank, mm-hmm. don't worry. He knows the consequences because the law no stipulates what to a person who will go wrong He knows the consequences. When it's time to apply the consequences, let's not feel pity for him. Apply the consequences. He knew them before he started the robber.
0: Tata, you know, I want to, I want to unfortunately interrupt us right there. We have to cross over to the news. Let's please pick it up on the other side of the news break. Uh, exactly at this point. Uh, consequence um, application, my family. This is absolutely intriguing. Tata Sandilesswana is with us. You can find him on Rehaboworth Boworth uh, Bible Seminars on Facebook. Uh, and of course, please do just search uh, Sandile. He always says that I'm Googleable. Okay, so just Google and you'll find a whole lot of other resources Um, That he has written and uh, commentaries uh, If you'd like to get to know a little bit more About Uda dos Andesona 32 after 5 is your time Let's cross over and have a look at the latest news Become active Active in faith 657 AM Do you need prayer?
1: WhatsApp your name and your prayer request To 082 657 2729 And our care centre Will gladly contact you To pray for you
0: Feel the pulse of the real life on 657 AM, 657 AM, the sounds of your life. Radio Pulpit joins hands with Christian R distributors to bring you only the best Christian reading material available. Visit our online shop at radiopulpe.co.za for cutting-edge literature, such as Richard Bootha's Upembaring on Sloot, Revealing Revelation by Amir Tarfati, Shaped by the Gospel by Timothy Keller and more, such as books by our own Johan Els, Janine van Niekerk, Esti Gelderijs, Kevin Masilela and others. Invest in your spiritual growth. Visit radiopulpe.co.za and click on Shop. Thank you so much, my family, for your messages coming through on the WhatsApp line 2729. Let me kickstart this uh, part, uh, the the next 20 minutes of our conversation, just asking you the question, my family. uh, What are your thoughts around uh, governance? Uh, Datusande Leswana is our guest this afternoon and will be uh, for the uh, coming series of this conversation where we are going to be looking at how to best govern the church going into uh, electoral education, my family, according to the word of God. Uh, some of the pointers coming through in our conversation so far uh, good gov- uh, governance is the process of decision making, good governance is the implementation then of those decisions according to a certain standard or set of rules qualities of good governance it must be participatory accountable, transparent, responsive effective, which is uh, result orientated and efficient where uh, there's adequate resource management achieving results as required you using the least resources possible. So where we are at right now is, well, that is is explaining to us that, look, if a person, you know, does something that they know very well um, is whatever action, you know, so if I speak on the microphone, I know that the consequences that it is going to transmit onto a medium, right? And so Dada is saying in the interest of governance, when there is a fault that must be corrected, let the application of consequences not be delayed. Dada, you know, depending on who's (laughs) listening (laughs) and under what context, that is a very saucy statement. And it is saucy to the Christian ear because we also have grace that has been made available, right? And so I suppose at some point, if we could uh, answer the question, who then administers, you know, uh, uh, grace as relates to... The consequences of bad management, wrong action, etc., etc. How do we manage that balance? Governance or grace? Or is grace actually part of governance for the church? Let me hand over to you.
1: you interestingly, you cannot talk about grace when what is wrong and right is not clear. Ah. Right? Yo. So, so, my children and my grandchildren, sure, all of them know ahead of time what is wrong and what is right and what is fair treatment. For instance, uh, my daughter is 27 years old, married. She stays in her own house, but she visited us yesterday and she was telling her that telling us that she was invited to a party mm-hmm. that was at a club somewhere in the sending area mm-hmm. so she was narrating to us the reckless expenditure of money that this so called friend of hers had invited them to the types of booze that were being extraordinarily spent mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, you know, maybe let's say 15 girls they spent like 50000 on booze and things like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: Then I comment about this because I saw that my daughter was so shocked that something like this could happen. (laughs) Hmm. So I comment later on to my wife about this. Then my wife said, "You better know that I brought up my children very well." She's saying that me, I'm the father of this (laughs) this particular one. (laughs) Now, but clearly, in the normal world, that the normality, the normalcy that my the defines what is normal. She didn't expect that things like that actually happen on her. Mm. So, so there must be a standard. So similarly, you know, when people, they were Christians uh, who were affected when this whole thing of the state capture and other things were coming up, um, even one of our bishops issued a letter about Supra Mooma a member of the Methodist Church and mm. uh, 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 was implicated in mismanaging the Northwest province. Mm. But other, case, other members of our church were implicated in uh, in the Zondo Commission. Mm. And I'm saying actually the first step is that we're not going to go there but, as I say The members of the Methodist Church must be removed from there. No. But as pastors, we need to go there and now start providing more spiritual support and more spiritual guidance. But <laughs> and they must carry the cross and they must be on the cross, day, everything that they need to go through. But you provide the spiritual support. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was preached one time. I preached in a church one time. Mm. And afterwards, you know, I normally preach and then I stay behind to pray for people. Others can go, but those, because I don't want to be rushed when I'm praying for mm. And then this lady comes in, and she says, though she now wants a sit-down session. Okay. So we go uh, to the prayer room there, and she starts confessing about fraud been committing at work. Mm, mm, mm. Right? Mm, 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 so now, I have to give a complete assurance of God's forgiveness and God's love. But I also have to, to advise her that this is God's perspective. Mm. But the law, which is also authorized in Roman 13 by God, is going to take a different view from what I'm telling you. Mm. Because they are going to look at the act that you committed that is against the law and fraud and certain prescribed penalties in law. So they are going to go through a very painful legal process. But you go there in peace because God has forgiven you. And we, as the church, will continue to pastor you and to support you, even if you go to prison. We will still support you.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: these two processes go together, the grace, in terms of showing mercy, showing love, mm. showing support, even when the person is serving the prison sentence, you visit them and yeah. you support them. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, that, that, You know, thank you for that. I oh. look. I, <laughs> you, I mean you know when you when you have those conversations especially within a christian context i mean you know consequences such as prison it almost feels you know a bit harsh, but I mean, it is the reality. So, I think there's a th- there might be a distinction between the consequences that we are likely to face, uh, w- within a circular context and the consequences that are that, um, w- w- that governance would impose within the church context. So, let me, b- uh, I think I must
1: answer that. Yes, please. You see, actually,
0: let's deal with some of
1: There were different scenarios Mm -hmm. that I can think of. Mm -hmm. Paul says about talking about Peter. Yes, that... Paul had a problem with Peter. And these were two senior leaders in the church. And Paul says, I spoke to Peter and I told him to his face that he must stop discriminating against the uncircumcised Greeks. Mm -hmm. Because I found him that before I came, before James, I think, before James came, you uh, are sitting with the other Greeks and enjoying himself there. But when the Jewish traditionalists came from Jerusalem to join there, he separated himself from the Greeks in order not to be seen to be mixing with the uncircumcised. And mm. I had to confront him about this. Mm. And I confronted him and I told him, please face, that circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. We must all be equal in the church. Don't discriminate against certain people. Sure. Right? So so as a leader, when you call yourself a leader, fivefold ministry leadership. You are an apostle, you are a pastor, you are a teacher, you are an evangelist, and so on. The people who are in charge of the word of God, you need to lay it straight mm. that this behavior is actually contrary to scripture.
2: Mm. Yes. In another
1: part, uh I think this chef uh, I think it's the chef was sleeping with his father's wife, first Corinthians five five, I think it is. <laughs> uh, and Paul says, Hand him over to Satan. I don't know if you remember that scripture. No,
0: we do. It's incorrect. Hand to
1: Satan that he may learn his message. Mm. Right? Hand this man over to Satan for destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. So there are times when we... If we live in
2: Jaliteraan,
1: we in Uh, We let the dogs loose on you so that you may learn the negative consequences through a rough handling.
0: Right. That
1: actually, this thing that you have done is something that should not be done.
0: Can I just bring in another example, Dada? Before you move on, and and then there's also a message that I'd like to share with you coming through on our WhatsApp line. My family, this conversation is open uh, to you. Uh, look, let's have this conversation. Already, you're thinking about it. Already, you're talking about it at home. Cell. Already, this is this is a thing. So let's have this conversation. Oh, eight two six five seven two seven two nine. Dada, there's um, another practice, and I suppose you know I'll speak also about the context of my particular church. Um, in our church, you know, amantombi, um, unmarried girls or, or women, you know, who then fall pregnant, uh, they so to speak, you know, uh, you sort of get cut off, uh, not from fellowship, but from fellowship. Uh, and from membership, rather, not from fellowship. Uh, and then you are restored back. Is this the kind of thing that we're talking about? And I mean, it is scriptural, right? Um, where the Bible advises, Paul advises, rebuke the, 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 the sinful, you know, in the presence of also people may may learn etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Is this the kind of application that is suggestive of good governance? Yes,
1: yeah, you must remember that good governance on its own is, is an idea. It's a principle. Let's put it
2: like
1: that. Mm-hmm, yeah? mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we, good governance is not going to say if Ayanda uh, still three talks she must get five flesh. Mm. Right? That's not what, what uh, this is about has said. What it simply says is that everything must be if there is an accusation, we must establish where this thing actually happened, where ah. there's everybody
0: okay, okay. So, yes. so good governance is a set of principles, Dad. And then yes. these, these principles can then be applied uh, to form. So each situation, uh, so for exactly. example, yeah, okay, exactly. no, I get exactly. it.
1: So we are not under the law. Remember that we are not under the law. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is not the law. But you are also wanting to be able to say, this person, now that the fact has been established, the evidence is clear what has happened. Right. We found that that stolen car that was inside the garage, <laughs> it was actually brought there by him. Not only that, he is the one who stole it <laughs> and brought it there. So we established these are the two facts. Now we say, okay... Now, uh, what do we do about this uh, to put him back, to restore him back into order? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: To restore him back into into good order so that he becomes a solid uh, citizen of the kingdom of God as well as a solid citizen so that he, even the heathens, even those who do not believe, can learn something from him. We, we can learn something from him because they are supposed to learn from us. Not the wrong thing. The right, thing. right. So, 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 uh, there are, uh, okay, let me maybe just take a, a general principle of this. Okay. Dad. Let's take a general principle of this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I always say that when you are training people, morality, in other words, mm-hmm. and, and good behavior, you must be as thorough as possible. Hmm. And be as tough as possible, but once a person has fallen into error or into sin, don't kill them, don't kick a man when he's down.
0: When he's down, right? Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is not to say I will not be made. For instance, if it is me, I've definitely taken preachers to, take preach to disciplinary, mm.
2: I'm
1: taking preachers to disciplinary, right? And Hmm. What is good about it is that I I, I was warning them. For instance, they were planning a rebellion against a, a, a minister. <laughs> they were organizing a territory against the minister. And then this one who was a student preacher at the time says that we called the meeting together to get the leadership of the north to go into this territory then we are saying, I have a biblical basis. If you cannot produce the biblical basis of that thing that we are organizing there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then you are going to be subject to discipline. Sure. Right? Then the next, are you kidding me? Yes. Then, so the next time, when the speaker thing giving, he will think twice right, whether well, this thing I'm about to do. If I'm asked to
0: justify it, will I be able to justify it? Yes. That are, you know, that is such an important point. It's. I really would like to, um, to take a quick pause there. That is such an important point because I think when we start talking or even introducing terms like governance, even though governance is, of course, in the Word of God, it may not be termed as governance in the Word of God, but when we start introducing these terms, it's, it almost feels like it's opening up a door to invite uh, a circular system of governance and ways and means of governance, you know, uh, into the church. And it almost drops the standards of the word where you start seeing even the engagement in meetings, you know, starting to look like circular meetings and not, and, and not godly meeting with, with God's holy people who revere the Lord even at times of robust discussion um, uh, about church matters. And maybe let's take a quick break because I want to come back to uh, Mom Cookie's message, uh, Dada, uh, talking about, you know, uh, uh, referencing the issue of grace. Uh, I think it's going to be a long one. Let's take a break, my family. Your comments are welcome in this conversation. Uh, Seven minutes before the top of the hour, uh, the team uh, is already here in studio. I don't know what's happening today here in studio. I mean, there are big lights. I don't know. I think I think the guys are going to be going live. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good sports show on the other side of six o'clock. But right now, a quick break, uh, and we're coming back to your message on zero eight two six five seven two seven two nine. It's Motivation Monday on Spectrum. Send a scripture, song, or word of motivation for someone on WhatsApp line zero eight two six five seven two seven two nine or SMS three seven eight seven one. And so Mom Cookie says on 0826572729 this afternoon, my family, uh, I really would like to hear from you, my family, uh, around this matter. Uh, conversation, of course, will continue. Um, it's a series of conversations, so you still have time. Uh, but today we are looking at the broad, extended definition of governance and as it relates to the church. And so Mom Cookie says, to my knowledge in the church situation, accountability is really important. Absolutely agree with you there. If there are mistakes or transgressions when it is exposed. It is better for the implicated parties to confess it to the church leadership. Yes, and not to cover up or push it under the carpet. Absolutely. You see, that is obvious. We all know this, you know, but it doesn't always happen. No one is perfect. And as a body of Christ, grace must be extended and love must be poured out. I think that for me, the the last statement, um, I almost feel like it is a general feeling of how discipline and governance should be handled in the church. As a parting shot for this week, um, let's maybe just deal with it to help those who are sitting in disciplinary committees and other committees and leadership in the church to really understand the fine line between application of governance and grace.
1: Yeah, we can take a radical example because I believe Christ was a radical. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, I agree Christ, with that.
1: Yeah. I believe Christ was a radical. So I'll take a radical example first and take a, a much more moderate example. Mm-hmm. later Let them say, there is Christ. People come to him and they say they've caught this woman in adultery. And they they want permission, basically just the authorization from Christ to to stone this woman to death. Mm. So Christ does not contest to the question that this woman was actually caught red-handed okay. in adultery. Does not contest that. Mm. So which means that to the on the side of the the offense, we're assuming that what they are choosing this woman of is true. So there's no problem there. Mm-hmm. So all that they just want now and they are there, they are witnesses themselves. So Christ does not take them through their evidence. He turns around and says, Okay, good fellows, hmm. she who has no sin, let him throw the first door. Sure man. But now it means I'm making they are pushing me to make a decision. I am then saying, he who has no sin, let them throw the, the first stone. Mm-hmm. The Bible says they left one by one, starting with the eldest. Hmm. It appears that the eldest uh, uh, were heavily involved in things. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> could not say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so... Then Christ, tell to the woman after they've done that, says, look, there's no one now who's achieving changing you. So go back there to your hometown and live your life without sinning again. You must imagine the restoration that that woman got from that. We are not saying you must be restored because you don't know your sins. The past, I think one of your listeners talked about confession. mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm
0: confession,
1: yes that and and my younger brother actually you know is a very jocular uh, fellow because he then talks about some of the problems he had growing up, would friend be, uh, would go there I choose those, and then he just tells it like he
0: <laughs> oh, you're always a governance guy, Tata. We've literally got so, a minute to round this conversation. So my
1: mother knew that there's not going to be a waste of time. Yeah. This guy is going to, <laughs> to like so, 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 but then now, then we have to decide on the consequences. So, so that is the one thing. Mm. But, the, so, 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 so the element of grace and forgiveness and rebuilding people must be there. But you also, here, where Paul and other apostles in the Bible, Hmm. they talk about, that guy likes to be first, and when we get there in person, we're going to rebuke him and and throw him out of the church, and on and so forth. So I want to say to you, the Bible has got both scenarios. Mm -hmm. It has got scenarios where Jesus Christ and his apostles demonstrated amazing things. In the face, now this is not a person who's forgiven or has not done wrong. The people who were forgiven had actually done wrong.
2: There
1: mm, mm, mm. so were people where the anger came against them. If I mean, Ananias is one of them, yeah.
0: yes, Dad.
1: So, uh, so you mm. must be very careful, even you who wants to commit offense, mm, 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 mm. that some of those. Offenses of yours, you know, uh, and now this is not biblical. I don't know how to say it's not biblical. It's just my, you know, uh, 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 my own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like these pastors who like abusing money in the church. Mm-hmm. Whether they say that, you know, give an offering of 50,000 and God will multiply it 10 times. Whatever the stories are, you know, all these money schemes instead. Mm-hmm. My view was that, you know, you may find that God realizes that it's better to take you before you commit more privileges. Mm, mm, mm,
2: mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. uh, because really, Ananya found himself, he was not given more opportunity to continue stealing money. Mm. Uh, uh, he died from short notice. And, and the wife, and for lying to God about money. So all I'm saying to you is that people have to be aware. But let me make this point because you asked the question and time is running
0: yeah, you no, In fact Dad, I'll tell you what maybe maybe let's 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 cut it off there we we are technically uh, definitely out of time. Out of time. Yes. Yeah. Let's maybe leave it there for today, next week, we will then come back, you know, to look at some of the applications that we've already alluded to in, this, in today's conversation. You know, some of the applications then um, of that perfect balance between grace and, 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 uh, and, and good governance. And I think also maybe next week, what we also want to really look at, my family, uh, as you prepare to plan to ask your questions, etc. You know, and please do invite your churches to, to, to join in this particular conversation with all the leadership, etc. Et Let's have a, let's make it one online workshop for the next coming weeks. Maybe that question that we need to look at, Dadane, um, is also the, uh, the, what looks like a varying set of principles that, that, that is applied, and I'm saying biblically, to leaders versus followers. Let's also just explore that because there seems to be a bit of a thing there. But we appreciate your time today. I think it was a great way to kickstart this set of conversations, uh, and we'll check in with you next week, Dada.
1: Thank you. You most welcome. And
0: Amen. Dad Osandu Leswana this afternoon, my family, a minute after six, already uh into uh news time on the other side of this. The team will be joining you, my family, right here on radio pulpit 657 a.m. Uh, Dwayne Rake and the team. Hey, it's a whole studio here today. Have you ever seen like a sports studio? This is what today is looking like. And I don't know why they're looking so serious today. Why are you guys looking so serious? Like, you are so serious. Anyway, so we're crossing over to the news. No, I'm just saying you're looking very serious Today, but anyway, we'll we'll deal that uh, we'll deal with that another time. Uh, that is Rick and uh, and Drain uh, joining you on the other side right now. My family, let's have a look at uh, your news at uh, exactly a minute after six. Radio pulpit six five seven a.m. A companion for those who need encouragement. Listen to us on our app or visit radiopulpit.co.za
1: Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray
2: for you.
0: You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.